Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's good, everybody? This is Ray Daniels, uh, also known as the Culture Referee. And this is the premiere episode of The God Show. The God stand for... Goats and underdogs. My guys are going to put it under the screen, so you'll probably see it right here, what it stands for. And, you know, my first guest is 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 perfect person to be on this because we actually come from the same neighborhood. Not the same street, not the same uh, uh, area, but the exact same apartments and we figured it out later as we just like we always vibe together but we figured it out later with that we came there and it's like crazy so i want to i wanted to introduce tez mcclain uh my south side brother yes, yes. and uh also someone who i consider a goat and i'm pretty sure he considers himself at times an underdog which we all do and we just gonna have a great conversation about you know how we got here so yeah so we call this the legend of the gods, and my brother Tez is gonna. We're gonna just get into his story. So Tez, thank you for coming. First off, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. It's a nice uh, show and concept that you've created, sir. You and your staff, and um, it's an honor for me to be here. First and foremost. By the way, he told me this was a hit from the jump. That's why I wanted. Oh to, yeah. I told him the name of the show, and he was like, "Oh, that shit a hit." And I was like, "Can you can can you help me?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll help you." <laughs> I'm like, "Can you film my first episode?" He's like, "Yeah, I got you. Whatever you need." I'm like. We're not filming nothing till he's here because he got it. No, it, it, it's dope. It's cool. So I'm gonna, we're going to just moonwalk into the first segment, right? So, um, guys, ghosts and underdogs. I'm sitting here with a goat, you know, yourself. So you asked me to come to the office. You introduced the concept to me. I'm yes. Like, what, Ray, what's up, Ray? I thought it was going to be on some music music vibes or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And um, you, you introduced it to me, and I'm like, oh, this is a hit because um, I feel like identity is very important. Yes. Identity is always important. It's of always. Course. I'm gonna change that. Not identity. One of the most important things in life is self awareness. Yes. Being aware. Yes. And just knowing, reading the room, knowing who you're in the room with, knowing your value prior to any room, just knowing all yes. these things and whatnot. Even if you're not number one today, knowing that you will be number one at some point in the future or whatnot. Um, Absolutely. Now myself, I would, I, I would say this. I look at myself as an underdog. Okay, so let, so let me go into why I call you a goat because I wanted to get into this podcast space. It's it's ironic how I kind of influence yours. Yes, and you don't even know you influence mine. It's crazy. Now I'm gonna tell you how energy. I wanted to get into the the. By the way, guys, this is before we knew we lived in the same apartment complex. This is like I was talking to uh, Antoinette and she was telling me like Ray you do this and this why don't you just film something my my guy Tez he filmed the podcast and he sold it and I was like oh wow damn so I didn't even think about that all I was thinking about was YouTube and how can we do something on YouTube and 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 just build it with that and then when she said that I'm like damn there are platforms that can use these perspectives so that's what made me say I want to do it so I called you a goat because you literally jumped into the podcast space and got a check immediately. Most people don't do that, by the way. Let's own that. 
you jumped into the podcast space and got a check immediately. So in my mind, that's some real goat shit, bro. You gotta understand that that's some goat shit. I can, I can, I will, I will accept that. Um, I will accept that from you. So it's my first produced uh, podcast, a show, if you will, on that level. I did one prior to that. With me and my business partner Ridge did one called Fish and Grips and all that pimp shit. But that was just in the house, you know what I'm saying? Not to downplay it. If you like but, fish and grips and all yeah, that pimp shit, yeah. everybody let me you say, say oh, oh yeah. Exactly. See when well, you know you're in a room with Atlanta, because there's certain things that you could just say and it takes me to a place. Immediately go straight. And there. I got a lot of people around me who I can say fish and grits and all that pimp shit, and they would be like, What the hell are you talking about? Right, right. And that right. pisses me off, by the way. But go ahead, finish. Yeah, so uh yeah, so the pot, so the show, the show, uh, who made the beat? You know, uh, it was created. It's, it's a partnership with United Masters. It's a partnership with United Masters, uh, created by myself Check. and another uh, a, part, a friend of mine. Um, our company is Content Garden uh, Media Group, and it started out with just an interview with him because he's a producer as well. He did a platinum record, and I was like, let me let me interview you, bro, because you're mm-hmm. a shy nigga. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. So we did an interview and the process of even going to California to film them. Like, this is going to be a show. Yes. So took that interview, came back to Atlanta. Shout out to Slade the Monster, who was the person I interviewed when I came back, sat down with me. And shout out to Sunny Digital for letting us use the studio for that interview. Uh, shout out Rico Brooks, too. You but anyway. You studio anytime you want to, by the way. Oh, well, we got some I'm in here. We in Let's here. Go. So to make a, make a uh, long story short, you know, Shot that episode and went and shot like eight, ten more during the pandemic year of 2020. Came back around um, around this time last year actually, and closed the deal with UM for the show. So if you call me a goat for that, I take I accept that uh, title there, and you know <laughs> appreciate it, boss. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Let's get it. So so. What inspired you to get into the podcast space? What inspired you to want to do it? Like, what was the, like, what was the thing that made you say? Because I feel like podcast is a new planet, right? right? I feel like podcast is a new planet because it's basically someone saying, "I feel like I can talk or do something, talk about something, and have people interested." So, what gave you? What made you feel like, man, I could do that? Well, like I said, it was actually by accident. Like I fell into it. You know what I mean? You know how, like, some of the rappers that we listen to from a certain era was like, man, I ain't even want to rap. I was like, doing this right here. And they just happened to be, like, multi-platinum rappers and whatnot. So I was just interviewing my friend because I thought he should get his proper acknowledgement. I'm really doing it out of love. So I guess the universe of God, you know, blessed us, blessed me with this proper production and an opportunity that it presented. Um, outside of that reason, once it became a, a real idea that was becoming going to be, be manifested, I wanted to do it because I said earlier in private, I was trying to get a job. I wanted to work. I wanted to be a part of this ecosystem that you are uh, a I, I want to say one thing very important. Most of the greatest CEOs and businessmen are people and businesswomen are people who wanted a job, couldn't find one, and decided I'm just going to try and go. That's a great point. Message. But yes. Yeah, so. Message. <laughs> Message. Okay, go ahead. So, you know what I'm saying? That's what I, I wanted. I was like, man, I've been applying. I'm getting four and five interviews, talking to motherfuckers in London and whatnot, and I'm going to get hired. So I'm like, man, let me go ahead and do this, sit down with these producers that produce these soundtracks of people's lives. They were like, you know what? Get to it. See, you know, all the producers. You know what I'm saying? So that was more motivation to do it. And also, man, I'm just a. 
student and I'm a lover of the culture, of our culture, uh, hip hop culture, the biggest export that the United States have, that people have, you know what I'm saying? Hip hop is literally, hip hop has probably made more black millionaires than any other industry. Look though. I wanted to bet money. I actually wanted to bet money. It made a bunch of white millionaires too. Well, yeah, it, it did. <laughs> but they're not coming from but, where we but, come but, from. But like they didn't come from where we came from. Yeah, no, no. Like what no. I mean is like, you know, like like most of the guys back in the day that was trying to really that was in the music business, like they were like either lawyers or their dad was in it or something like that. Right, like right. in hip hop, like me and you are here and we literally come from the hood. Same so we're here making money off our culture. I think hip hop is the number one millionaire maker in black culture American history I would willing to bet no industry has ever done more for, sure. for black people than hip hop I've done a lot of other stuff too but I just want to add that for sure yeah so you, you, you speak about where we come from like south side of Atlanta Georgia specifically College Park Woods, Old National Gobby Road Gobby Hen Woods apartments this is early 90s this is a different time period you had to be there you had to be outside and I was outside with a couple of your friends <laughs> actually And um, that's crazy he actually knows people like he lived next door to the candy lady in my neighborhood yes shout out to julie she probably will see this one day julie used to be fine too by the way i, used to, I ain't I, seen in 20 years but no. julie was fine that was a fine candy lady my friend okay our candy lady was fine she's some candy ladies look like candy ladies <laughs> julie was fine back in the day yeah yeah yeah, Ju- yeah, yeah. miss julie yes yeah i call her julie i, 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 little older. I little older so i call her julie yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no so you know but get back on to get me get back on track i'm sorry with the, with the show who made the beat um we licensed it to UM. Uh, Crown Royal came in and sponsored it, and uh, we had our initial rollout digitally uh, like two months ago. Uh, spe- special thanks to everybody that helped ha- help make it happen. Um, Chase, my man Chase, um, LTKK, um, everybody at UM as well, the whole staff, man. And, and, and we look we look f- for a very great relationship going forward and doing more things and whatnot you know i don't know i, 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 I fuck with you daughter bastard they got my boy dave i hate him over there oh yeah I shout out him. dave too like I, dave funny story dave will tell you this dave moved to atlanta for me and rock city i did not know that right i did not know that so he's one of the people like ray i only came to atlanta because of y'all i'm like man you just never know how people's stories just run into each other and all of a sudden you're doing stuff that was just a fun fact he'll tell you that himself though shout out dave so, but let me ask you a question. So, I got this, we got this segment we do, what we call God's Favorites. So, you have a podcast. So, let me ask you a question as a, 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 a professional podcaster. I'm, a, I'm an amateur in this place, by the way. I made, listen, I haven't made a dollar. I've actually lost more money doing it. And you've made a dollar doing it. So, you are the expert and I'm the rookie. Let's just be clear. But, back, back to that. Give me your top five, and I want to stay in our world, hip-hop Podcast, you know, I, from okay. from order from one to five, give them to me. Okay, so I'm gonna start with number one. Number one, it's not specifically hip hop, but I gotta shout him out because he was doing it when I got put on it in 07. My man Malcolm put me on to him, Malcolm the Mayor. Okay, Malcolm Bush, that's my boy. Put me on to this guy 07. He was managing me. He said, "Listen to my man Tariq Nasheed." Okay, it was called Mac Lessons back then. Okay. Now it's to Elite Radio. He did Hidden Colors and all those documentaries and whatnot. Oh, wow. So he popped off. Had a number one book and everything. New York's bestseller. Oh, wow. Tariq Nasheed. So um, that's number five. No, no, that's number one. You said go back? I can't go. I can't no, go no, 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 no. Number one. No, I'm just making sure. So that's the that's the best one to you. Number one. Okay. Now give me... That's your GOAT podcast. Yes, yes. Now give me uh, uh, number two. Uh, number two, I got to say... Um, 
Comeback Jack, God bless the dead. Mm. Comeback Jack show, another pioneer. Reggie Osei, uh, entertainment lawyer for years. Had great guests. Listen, to early in the game doing this. All right, three through five may get a little... Uh, Let's go. It's not as def- defiant, so pre- precise as one and two. But three, um, I'm going to put Joe up there. Joe Button. I'm going to put Joe. I'm a Joe Button fan. I bought Joe Button album the first day it came out in 03. <laughs> I literally did. For real? I bought Joe Button. I didn't Budden. mean to laugh. I'm just saying. I no, never, I, no, I've never heard nobody say that before. No, like, I, I bought Joe Button no, album the Joe, first day no, it came out. No, because I listened to Clue tapes in high school. Clue and um, Case, like, all these tapes. And, and, and Buttons got busy. People just gave him a bad rap because of Pump It Up. Like, that's the record. That I, Pump It Up was, it first, was of a all, first of all, he could rap. Easy. Pump It Up is hard. I, I, I don't know what happened along the way. Maybe it was the podcast that turned Joe Button, the rapper, into something where it's almost like he's he's a he's a moment in hip hop, not hip hop. I understand. You know what I'm trying to I say? Kind of like it's kind of like pump it up. Like that's the joke now. It's like, bro, that shit was hard. So 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 if you look at it right, if you go back in your timeline and look at um, YouTube, circa 07, 08, 09, he was the first rapper documenting. His life was to hear in all these things. Yes, he was. You know, you know what he was. He was. He was early. He was. He was. He, he was. was. He was one of the first podcasters for sure. He was very transparent. By the way, I was one of the first podcasters in history too. I had a relationship show. I was Kevin Samuels before Kevin Samuels. Oh man, I got. I. I if I had my, I had my book bag. I show you our clip. So I show you a clip. Well, we, I will get to that. I believe you. I was, on, I was on YouTube and Facebook ten years ago talking about relationships, like I was Kevin Samuels. I get to that. I'll show. Actually, we're gonna have a clip pop up in here. I, I'm gonna add a clip to this. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. But okay, so number one uh, is Tariq. Uh, Tariq Nasheed. Number two is Combat Jack. Combat, number three, three is, is Joe, Joe Button, Button Podcast. Four and four and five. Uh, man, this is y'all. I'm kind of. Let me see here. Uh, these two are in no particular order. I love and they're new for the most part. Would you consider Breakfast Club a podcast? Yeah. I love the Breakfast Club. Okay, cool. I put Breakfast Club up there, four or five interchangeable. I, I say those, that podcast, that show, because we all everybody don't get a chance to have those conversations with these people. I can talk to you about certain stuff. You can drop gems and drop game. I look at podcast interviews as me having a chance to sit down and hear, like I'm sitting, talking, talk, listening to, not talking, listening to Steve Stout, listening to exactly. 50 Cent, listening exactly. to whomever the executive is. Exactly. I'm taking this information and applying it. And I also feel I don't feel alone. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow. Like, went through the same shit that I'm going through now or whatnot. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I would say Breakfast Club. And then to close it out, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, I'm gonna show some love to Nori. I'm gonna say drink champs. Okay. So Tariq Nasheed at one, Combat Jack two, uh, Joe Button podcast at three, uh, Breakfast Club at four, and Drink Champs at five. Okay, cool. All right, so now give me your top five underdog podcasts. Oh uh, man, you be mad at me, but I don't. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even Go have ahead, a give top it to five me. underdog po- underdog podcast, man. I'm gonna be uh, cliche right here and put my, my first podcast I did with my partner Ridge, Fishing Grits and all okay. that hemp shit in there. That was S1. Um, what else in there? Uh, what was yours called that you was doing? Mine? 
Nah, it's going in there. It's no, it's no way. It's nowhere to be found. It was called the Ray Hitch Show. It don't matter. It was Ray Hitch. They, the, they overlooked Ray it. Hitch. The the, the 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 Ray Hitch the self proclaimed relationship expert. It was under, was it was name. underdog. Um, also, what's another podcast underrated? Man, it's the one with um, boy up in New York, Rosenberg. Yes. And DJ um, yes. What's that called? Uh, is it Epstein? Something like that. It's Rosenberg and DJ Cypher Sound. Okay, cool. They had a podcast. They had dope interviews for years. Um, four and five, man. I'm not gonna even gonna put who made it beat in there because we had. But who made it beat in there? That's you. I mean, under it's it's new, but I'll put it in there. Okay, I'll put it in there. And um, five, man. Oh, <sighs> uh, I would say um, it's a podcast called um, I think it's called Dissect. Or decoded or something like that, and they break down lyrics. Oh from wow! Like Kendrick, Jay, all these they break it down and they go they do a whole episode about like how these lyrics mean so much more than what we hear to our naked ear. You mm. know what I'm saying? I think that's a real uh, big. Uh, I think it's a creative show actually. Okay, but that's my that's my yeah. So let me ask you a question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a word game. When you hear the word goat, take everything out. When you hear the word goat, what's the first person, team, anything that pops in your head? When I hear the word go off the top, I think of two people. I think of MJ, I think of Hove. I, I, that was just, mine. I, I just don't I don't know why. It's just I hate to do it, but that's just what comes to my mind immediately. MJ and, and Hove when I hear the go, you know what I'm saying? Those two are like synonymous. And, and any Mike. Okay. Jordan Jackson, Tyson. Okay, so give me your favorite underdog. In any world, by the way. No, nah, we in hip hop, I'm gonna tell you, I told you the other day, my, my, my favorite underdog in hip hop is Jim Jones. Jimmy. Harlem stand up. Jim Jones, I'm gonna tell you why. Because I watched Jim Jones, not personally watch him, but I've seen him be like Cam's sidekick, so to speak. No disrespect. Um, then he did verses on Diplomat Immunity album and all the mixtapes. When Jim Diplomat- Jones is the first, he was security, he was road manager, he was hype man. <laughs> but, but listen, yeah. listen, listen, listen. Okay. I got, people must know this. He was, he's a diplomat, started rapping. Did a solo deal um, with Koch back in the day. Got a uh, A&R executive job at Atlantic Records. Directed videos for a little flip, all the acts on Rockefeller. Engineered when he found out how much engineers were getting paid from the label. Started engineering <laughs> albums, projects. <laughs> then did a number one record with Ballin. Then did a reality show. Damn, he was the first love of hip hop. That's crazy. I didn't you know what I'm saying? Damn. He was yeah. he he was he was in the mix early on, you know what I'm saying? And, and he's a household name, and he exactly. came from he came from that, you know what I'm saying? He 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 grinded and worked his way. I, Jim Jones is someone I want to have a conversation with on some mentor mentee type shit. All right, bet. So I got some questions for you, and I don't want you to think too much of it. I just want you to kind of spit fire and just answer them. You ready? All right, let's go. Are you ready, brother? All right. Who was somebody you was determined to prove wrong from when you were younger? You'd be lame and say, um, probably a chick I dated or something like that. Now we need to know a chick. Like, was it your first girlfriend? <laughs> no, like, it, it was. It was um, and why? It was It was somewhere, probably my early in college or whatnot. You know, since I was a young man and... Had pizzazz and whatnot, but we're kind of short on bread and things of that nature and whatnot. I just wanted to prove, you know, I'm lying. 
That's, I'm lying. I'm sorry. Give it to y'all. us. Come on, man. I'm give lying. it to us real. I don't mean that at all. Give it to us. You know, I'm like, uh, to be honest, I'm always, I'm in competition with myself, Ray. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real. That's my honest answer. I can't switch so it up. So you're the hero to your younger self. Yes. I, I, I said it all the time. That's, 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 that's what it is. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the dream that 16 year old Ray had. I'm the dream for him. Yeah, like I'm, 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 on, I'm on that. Yeah. I'm not a. Um, I got love for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's cool. So what? Give me someone you don't want to be like. Man. Bad cop now. Nah, it could just. Dylan, 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 and Dylan. <laughs> all right, all right. Was every time you thought, it was every time you thought someone was gonna have your back and they didn't, and you had to overcome it. Um, have my back, and I had to overcome the situation. Uh, I will say, there's been times where. I had to do more than I planned on doing to get the job done. Many times, and who failed you in those moments? And most, most, most recently, um, and I wouldn't say a person failed me. I would say that uh, things beyond my control, their control, occurred, and I had to step in. Like I'm not an editor, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a creator, thought thought person, and I sit down and interview talent. I am somewhat of the talent, but I had to go in and learn how to edit. To get things done because people have already paid money. Mm, to and somebody me. failed. Money's an issue. That's so why. they don't give a fuck about what I got going on. That's why I started selling weed. I, you know what I'm saying? Story. That's why. That's why I started selling. No, literally, literally. That's why I started selling weed when I was younger. I was younger though. I was much. I was much younger. That's why, one day we tell that story because that that was like that was that, that happened to me. One of my child friends that from Hidden Woods. Yeah. And he was like a hustler, and I had somebody front some weed to me for him to sell, and he took half of it and never came back. I ain't seen him since. And we was friends when we was 12. Wow. And then I basically owed this man some money, so I had to break down what I had left into dime bags and go sell in the street. From the That's first the, to the fifth, gave it all back. Man, what? I was the worst hustler in history. That's all <laughs> another story. The master, so give me some. Tell me your moment. Tell me. Tell me your moment where you said to yourself, I test, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm the GOAT for doing that. Give me a moment that happened. Man, this ain't got to do with my podcast. But Nothing, I, just, I, it's I just actually, life. Look, what year was this? It was maybe like 10 years ago, maybe shorter that. I was in a studio and I did a song. Well, he was on my song. Did a song with Brad Jordan. Who don't know who that Scarface. is? Scarface. Scarface. Did a song with Scarface. You legend. did a song with Scarface? Yes, Scarface. Came to the studio, heard my shit, like, did a song. Then that, it was my birthday, actually. Mm. Then that night, the nigga had a show at Key Club. Mm. And nigga, like, was like, yo, I got something for y'all. Hold on, bring my nigga on stage. Brought me on stage and rock with this man. Like, like yeah, like, I was like, I was feeling myself at that moment. Because Scarface is like, he my favorite rapper, but he not my favorite rapper. It yeah, changes. He's in my top ten. He's in my top five, for sure, he's for my sure. my top ten. Scarface is my top 10. So, but yeah, that was that was a moment right there for sure. And I would say, um, uh, securing a situation with my, my show, who made it be? So that's it's the it's the first, it's the legitimate first corporate thing that I look at that was like, okay, cool. I this do is, this. I'm doing this. Okay. Give me your give me your give me your underdog story. Give man. me your give me what do you see yourself as an underdog? Man, like, underdog, underdog, man. Okay, so I'm gonna try to we're gonna run over time with this, but 
I um I had a job at the college. I went to Clark Atlanta. Shout out CAU. Um, I had a job at a cubicle, and I was making music and whatnot. And I I was low on bread, and I just trying to get somebody to, to see me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I was nice. I'm still nice actually, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I had got my income tax check. I had no car, net like that. <laughs> I had no car at all. I had like maybe two bands, fifteen hundred, two bands, whatever. I spent the money and gave it to Dunn Cannon to host my mixtape. This is back when blog era was. Yes. This one, this yes. one mix, this one yes. that shit was the thing to do. Yes. And I had a Dunn Cannon mixtape. That shit, I got rid of. I got talks like a piece of shit for doing that, right? But that led to catching the ear of somebody and then leading me to be travel across the country for a few years independently doing touring touring with Killer Mike touring with Souls of Mischief and all these people because I put the um, invested in myself when I didn't have anything you know what I'm saying and I had this job in closing it out Ray I had this job right so one of my he's not a blood relative but he's like my cousin from another uh, Mr. Fab mm-hmm. out in Oakland oh Mr. Fab I fuck yeah, Mr. Fab mayor of Oakland he's he, a good dude and great dude he was doing these tours across the Pacific Northwest and the West Coast in general. And his family like, man, you want to come out here and rock, Tiz, whatever? So I'm like, all right. So I had a job. Man, I can not leave a job, though. So on weekends, on Friday, I'll go in early, park my car at Hartsfield, catch a flight to whatever state it's in, let's say Frisco, land in Frisco, get a rental car with my people, get a van or whatever, and drive to the show in Frisco, then the show Saturday, then the show Sunday in the van myself. Catch a red eye back from the West Coast to Atlanta to land like around seven in the morning, change clothes in an airport and go to work. And I was doing that for like two months until I couldn't do it no more. Oh, wow. And I would, I would, here's the thing though. What'd you work at again? I, I, this is a company called Logistic Care. I was just doing medical transportation okay. type shit. But look, here's okay. the thing though, right? Real quick to close it out. I wasn't even getting paid to perform, but I learned how to hustle by touring with these independent artists. I would go to the city, see them get paid, Post on Twitter, they're in the city, charge for verses, and then I go to the merch booth and did the merch, do the merch. So I was in paid merch. I get my, I, pay, I put my job money into getting merch made because I was ill. Niggas like from Atlanta, like, oh, okay, dope. Perform, make five hundred to a thousand, whatever, doing a sh- selling shit, and come back, to, come back to work the next day. This is like this went on for a while. This is an underdog story because that was commitment. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. that, ain't, that ain't normal. I wasn't trying to be a... I was like, I love the shit so much. I wasn't trying to be the rap star. I just wanted to make money you just and, doing and straight my you word just doing what you needed to, to the do. people. Yeah. So, underdog story. Got you. So, I got this... I want to ask this question because I feel like a lot of people do this to me. Man, I want you to mentor me. And I'm like, I already am. Right, right, right. So, my question to you is, give me somebody you've learned... Give me someone you've learned the most from that you've never met. Or, or you you've never interacted with in a position to learn from, like someone you learned from without knowing. Wow, good ass question. God damn, that's hard ass question. Um, and um, and I got another one for you. while you think of that? Oh, I got another one for you. Ask me. Ask me. I'm, okay. I'm gonna try to think about the same time. Give me a rap line, rap couple of bars. That inspired you to be the the man you are right now, like Ted. Okay, I'll answer that first. Go ahead. Um, Nas has an album. He's one of my favorites, of course, everybody. Nas, but he has an album called Hip Hop Is Dead. It came out 
I can't I can't remember what year it came. Maybe like oh, give me the song. The song is called Hold Down a Block. Now give me the line. I gotta hold down a block. block is, I gotta use my imagination to change the situation. That's it. I use my imagination mm. to change the situation. Mm. That's the line. I'm gonna give you one. For me, this is the answer. This line inspired me. When I wanted to be in the music business, I remember feeling very, very uh, uh, insecure because I didn't want to be in it. Like, it wasn't like something that I wanted to do. It was just kind of like something that somebody asked me to help him with. So I always felt like an imposter. But it was one line that kept me right there. It's a line on Jay-Z's Blueprint album. The song's called All I Need. And the line says... All I need is the love of my crew. The whole industry can hate me. I thug my way through. That line. Yeah. Every time I was messing up or every time I felt like I wasn't doing something right, I looked at the people around me yeah. and them saying I was doing something right is what motivated me to keep going. Oh, yeah. Now, give me someone you learned from. Oh, yeah, from. someone I learned from. Like I, I want to go back to who I said the underdog, you know, favorite underdog, Jim Jones. Mm. Just watching dude, bro. Like, literally one. just so you. So, so Jim Jones is probably your, he's the greatest teacher you've met. That The greatest teacher you had that you haven't met. He's one, yeah, I was, I would I would say that. Let's give him his flowers. Yeah, just, I, 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 would, I would say that because everybody else, like, came in as the focal point. They came mm. in as the guy you got to pay attention to. So, so he was the guy that you watched and said, I could do that. Yeah, gotcha. because it's really he's a he's a nigga that okay the car fucked up let me get under the hood and fix this shit real quick exactly let me go get let me go paint this shit let me go get the he did that and he did and you know I'm a, I'm a southern nigga I'm a, I'm from Atlanta you know I know my I know my cultural things oh, he's from Harlem he's a stylist he do it with style too at the same time you know what I'm saying get on a fucking interview and get vulnerable and start saying real shit mm. Jim that nigga man I'm sorry. Shout out, Jim, shout out to Jim Jones, man. I, somehow we got to make sure he get this clip. I'm going to send this clip to my boy Chubby, man, and make sure he get it to Jim because that is dope because that's what to me this is about. This show is about, I feel like there are times where I walk in rooms and people would be like, the GOAT. And I'm like, what? Bro, when, there's some rooms I walk in where I am the complete underdog. And I was like, man, sometimes I feel like I'm the GOAT. You know, when I look at my kids, I look at my family, I look at what I've accomplished. I'm like, damn, I'm the GOAT in a lot of ways. And in some ways, I feel like I'm the underdog. Or a lot of ways, I feel like I'm the underdog. And I was like, man, ghosts and underdogs, that shit says, says God. No, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, And I was like, so I was like, man, I want to talk to people about, like, their hero stories, but also their stories of being where they was, them, they, they was, they feared the most. And to me, I feel like you're the epitome of that because you're someone who started something without no clue and made it into something. And to me, you started as an underdog, but you finished as a GOAT. And I feel like that's what life's about. We got to do that every day. So that's what I would say. I appreciate that, brother. I shook your hand on that. Man, this is our first episode. I don't even know if it's good or bad. But when y'all hear it, tell us what y'all think. When y'all see it, tell us what y'all think. But I just wanted to make sure I shot it with somebody who I fuck with from where I'm from. One more thing. Tell me. It ain't as profound as you just said. I just want to say some other shit. <laughs> I fuck with 52, heavy. 50, like... Like... Like, dude, just man, he is the he is get rich or die trying like, is the greatest underdog underdog story in rap history. Like, like the the fact that dude just took care of the whole squad. He sacrificed records, he gave them to everybody else so they can do what they do to move what need to be moved, and then switch over and tell these. He's him all the time. He tell these stories visually through uh, television and movies. Like, and dude, and I'm saying underdog because. He still don't get the hardware. 
from the academies and shit, like Emmys and whatnot. Like the whole our whole community signed up for stars to watch fucking Power Universe. The whole shit. Fifty fifty is fifty is an underdog that became a goat. Yeah, and he been dope. But that's all I gotta say about that. You know, say so watch who made the beat though. Watch who made the beat, and man, I just wanna thank you for coming on this. Um, I've never done this before. Why? I have, but I've never done it. I never done it and cared. Ah, like I used to just do it for fun. But now that I've done it, I care. I, I, I care, and, and I appreciate you, like, standing with me and helping me get through this. So, shout out to my boy, Tez McClain. Shout out to Hidden Woods. Shout, I want to do a documentary one day on Hidden Woods and all the people that came out of there. Because a lot of people came out of there and did really, really, really well for themselves. And we come from the hood hood, y'all. Like, the hood, for real. So, shout out to my bro, Tez. Let's get it.